Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Happy St. Patrick's Day, ladies and gentlemen, episode 48, season three of the Daily Intermission Podcast, March 17th, eh? Time is flying by, but what a wonderful day it is. Uh, I know even if you're not Irish, you celebrate today, or most people do anyway, by having a, a couple pints and uh, wear green. It's just a fun day. It's a fun celebration. Um, I think I've got some Irish heritage. I was talking to my dad about that. So, I mean, I'm Irish, so I've got to celebrate. Uh, we'll get into all of that. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a pregame show. Like I said, episode 48, season three, and it is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. Guys, head over to manscaped.com. Check out all their products. The performance package, kind of the all-in-one inclusive package. It's amazing. Uh, you get the lawnmower, the weed whacker for your air no for your ear and nose, the crop preserver ball deodorant, uh, the reviver toner, uh, boxers, travel bags, shampoo. Uh, it's it's truly. I mean, there's just tons of great men's grooming products over at Manscaped. So go check it out. Manscaped.com. Use the code TDI for twenty percent off, free shipping. Go check it out. We talk about it. It's awesome stuff over there, Manscaped. Uh, but yeah, like I said, St. Patty's Day. I, I, I'm not sure if I'll be diving into the Guinness or not. I'm actually a big fan of Guinness. Um, I'll tell that story, I guess. So I was never really a big Guinness guy. And I think I've brought it. I've brought that beer to, I think, a lot of people um, kind of back home in Nova Scotia, or at least a couple friends. Um, and I and they were kind of like me. You know, you're hesitant to try Guinness. You get to, you know, your your Coors Lights and your and your you know your banquets and your Molson Canadians and you know you're just kind of your standardized beers. Uh, but then you know, on on special occasions, it's nice to have a Guinness. But the 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 look of a Guinness is just your stereotypical. Uh, judging a book by its cover. I mean, it doesn't look very appetizing. It's got this, you know, this almost like a soda tint with this foam at the top, and it looks like it would be really heavy, which is not the case. Guinness is actually extremely light. It's like only, you know, 4.3%, I want to say. It's a very low caloric beer, and it's really refreshing. So um, I'm always, I always enjoy uh, Guinness, but when I was out in Whistler, the boys, uh, I worked, obviously, I, I talk about it all the time, but the head pro at the golf course that I worked at, was Irish, but he he didn't end up. He wasn't a drinker. He didn't drink. Uh, but uh, the, the the Irish boys that were hired to work on the uh, on the in the golfer services, you know, bag drop and 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 you know, retrieving carts when they come off the green and washing clubs and all the all of that uh, good stuff. They knew how to get into one, and they could throw down Guinness. I, I, I'm telling you right now, there's something in the in the blood of Irish, or or, or there's something. Uh, I don't know what it is, but they can absolutely. Pull, like they can put back, I would say 15, 20 Guinness and, and, and still be standing still, you wouldn't, you know, still enjoying themselves. Whereas if a lot of people had that, they'd be, um, you know, getting wheeled out. Uh, but no, nevertheless, happy St. Patty's day, everybody. Hopefully you can find time to have a beer. Hopefully we're in green. Um, but, uh, I'm going to be heading into the big city of Halifax and, uh, meeting up with a couple good friends and, and going to enjoy the celebrations in Halifax. I'm really excited about it. I'm going to do a bit of, I don't know what I'm going to do for videos, but I'm going to try to get some videos in there. 
um, whether it's a get ready with me, which would be a two second video or, you know, just checking out some of the bars. I'll take some footage of some of the bars and kind of go around the city with me. Um, but I'm really excited about it. Uh, before we get into, we've got a jam packed episode. I haven't really even previewed it at all. I mean, we've got a ton of basketball to talk about. Obviously the bracket is set. We've got some March madness to go over, uh, some NBA news as well in quarter one and quarter two, we'll get into the NHL. The GM meetings are alive and well, uh, some interesting news at a Philadelphia, uh, with their new GM, uh, at the NFL. I mean, the NFL free agency has been absolutely wild. Uh, the first three days, I mean, there's been some serious names, moving teams. So we'll get into all of that. And obviously we know the guy fresh out of the darkness retreat that he'll be joining a new team. And then in quarter four, we've got some PGA Tour, UFC, and Formula One to get into. But ladies and gentlemen, I am going to be doing a tailor-made Stealth 2 draw. And that those entries are going to start today. So make sure you're on my social media. And all you got to do is be following the Daily Intermission TikTok and tailor-made Canada TikTok, and you're entered to win a new Stealth 2 driver. Don't be concerned. I talked about it with the team over at tailor-made Canada. Even if you are an American, we will get you that driver. So make sure you're, you're following the Daily Mission on TikTok, tailor-made Canada on TikTok, and you are automatically entered to win the new Stealth 2 driver, the forgiveness, what the big boys on tour started, Scotty Scheffler. Just won the Players Championship with the thing, so yeah, make sure uh, make sure you look out for those posts. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited to be um, you know hopping on that team and and you know have definitely been brainstorming lots of golf content for the summer. Um, you know, and and uh, happy to have those guys uh, hopping on board. But uh, but listen, ladies and gentlemen, quarter one, season three, episode forty eight. And we've got March Madness. And I mean, I, I've talked about it last episode. I mean, it's an absolute shit show filling in these brackets. It's just, it really is. It's a, it's a challenge. Um, we all know looking through, I mean, the numbers are so, I mean, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. When, when you're looking at the, uh, the bracket, the numbers just talk to you. You're like, I could never, I could never take a, a you know, a, a, a 15 over a two, which obviously might happen, but you know, you, they just, the, the teams are much closer in skill level and there's much more of a possibility for an upset than the, than the numbers and seedings say, but they tell you mentally it's tough mentally. Um, but, uh, I'm just trying to open up my bracket here quickly, which I probably should have done, uh, pre, um, pre-recording, but, um, some hot takes. I'm, I'm just going to go over some of my hot takes and some of uh, some of the things that uh, I uh, I think that you know might happen or that I've predicted in my bracket. And starting things off, I think I've been vocal about it. But Alabama, the one seed, I don't see them going further uh, than the Sweet 16. Um, I just the, the vibes of, of Alabama. I mean, how do you how do you how do you hop on board with the? Oh my goodness. All right, well, we're not getting my bracket out, but we're going to bring up the bracket because I will remember um, wrong password there when I'm logging into my uh, ESPN account. Like, listen, ESPN. Uh, okay, here we go. So I'm saying Alabama gets dropped, and I'm thinking Virginia takes them down. Um, that is that is the what, what I predicted. So I think uh, Alabama will roll, obviously, through the first round. Um, but, uh, I've got, that's one of my hot takes is that, uh, that Arizona gets, uh, gets, gets taken out, um, early. Uh, I, I was staring at Oral Roberts and I'm not sure if a lot of people are on Oral Roberts, but that name, it just, it just looks like a team that's due for an upset. And they're taking on Duke, who obviously they're not as highly seated as they have been in the past. Um, I think I'm on, per okay. So 
I've got Alabama losing is my first hot take. And then I've got Providence beating Kentucky. I, I wanted to try to be a little bit unique here as well. Um so that those are kind of that's the left hand side of the of the bracket. I don't think I've got anything too substantial outside of those two. Uh, I've got Indiana going on a bit of a run, um, and I think I've got Dr- I've got Drake beating the U. I think I talked about that last episode, uh, but I'm interested to hear. I'm going to post on uh, on TikTok today. I want to hear what people have for upsets, and obviously my bracket is done from a very from very little education, very little college basketball knowledge. Um, but I, for the champion, I guess I. I will come out and say this, that I've got uh, Houston winning it all. Uh, I've got Houston taking uh, taking the title. Uh, but my luck, they'll lose, you know, they'll lose the Auburn in the, in the second round. But you know what? That's the fun of it. I'm really excited about watching this basketball. And, um, you know, it's all on the line. It's, it's do or die. And these guys go ham. It's so fun to watch. You see the emotion every game. Colgate's looking like a team. Um, that, might, uh, that might be able to upset Texas. <laughs> Uh, but no, th- that's what's so fun. I think um, about all of this is that uh, that it, it is it, the upsets are are, are very frequent and um, and yeah, it's just it's tremendous to watch. I, I just kind of gonna check in on when. Uh, oh, we've got we've got games on now. Uh, so we've got West Virginia leading Maryland right now, and we've got uh, Virginia leading Furman. So that uh, obviously looks like that's uh, those are. Well, an eight nine, you never really know. You just kind of, you just kind of pick which team you're feeling. But the games are live, so it's uh, we're we're off and running here at the NCAA tournament, um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, I think we're all pretty excited about it. Um, all right, folks. Well, some big prospects to watch. Uh, I was looking over some of these names and and guys that should be watching for. Um, but, uh, the first guy, I think a lot of you will be familiar with him. I've talked about him, Brandon Miller on Alabama, obviously the guy who was accused of driving the gun to his teammate. Uh, he's phenomenal. Uh, you know, his draft stock is rising. He's, he's just a really good player. Uh, so that's uh, Brandon Miller for Alabama is a guy we should be aware of. Uh, Jamie Jaquez Jr. for UC, uh, LA, I guess a phenomenal player. He's six foot seven, uh, can play guard or small forward. Um, averaging, uh, you know, almost 18 points per game this season. Um, a guy that you guys will be familiar with if you've watched any college basketball. I've seen Purdue play. I don't know why I've watched Purdue play. Maybe it's been on before the golf, or they've had a couple games on before the golf's changed over on CBS. But Zach Eady, this guy's seven foot four. Uh, he's a center uh, for Purdue, so he's an absolute monster. He, he's got a bit of a unibrow look too. So that guy's obviously phenomenal. Kyle the uh, Filipowski, Kyle Filipowski, center for Duke. Uh, Marcus Carr for Texas. Um, this guy, Max Abmas. Max Abmas? Abbas. Anyway, A-B-M-A-S. Abmas. Max Abmas. Um, he's averaging almost 23 points a game. Like, that's pretty outrageous for college basketball. Um, he's, uh, yeah, he's a lethal shooter. So this is, I mean, there's going to be guys sprinkled throughout the entire tournament. Um, but, uh, but just a few studs here and there for, to look out for, um, Keontae George Baylor, um, Trace Jackson Davis, Indiana. So pretty much if you're throwing on a game, there'll be a, a couple guys to watch, uh, or a couple guys that will probably be making some noise. Um, but then there's always the kind of the stars that come out of nowhere. What was it? The 15 seed with the guy at the mustache. I forget his name right now last year, but what a legend he was. Um, but yeah, happy March madness, everybody. And, uh, let's, uh, Hopefully you guys are making some money. I haven't seen the chalkboard app too uh, too uh, too active in terms of bets, so 
Um, maybe I'll have to hop in there and start stirring it up. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll get that flying in the chalkboard. But ladies and gentlemen, we'll have more updates obviously as March goes on. And and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get rocking and rolling. It's, it's March Madness, baby. But moving into the NBA, um, some news from the Players uh, Association in the NBA. It sounds like they're close to an agreement on having a minimum games played uh, for the award. So I'm not sure what that's going to look like. Um, you know, I don't think that would be, it would be too many. I hope it's like kind of at, at like 65 number. Um, but it's, a, it's going to, we're going to be looking at a minimums game played uh, to be, uh, to be a, you know, a, a candidate for, for the MVP and, and for different awards, six man defensive player of the year. So I think that's a, that's a great step by the NBA. I mean, I think that's, you know, one way you can combat the egregious, um, you know, resting and, and, um, you know, taking time off, but you know what, it's, uh, I guess they're close to it. So it's going to be interesting to see what that number is. You know, if it's 55 games and it's like, but if it's, you know, closer to that 70 game number, then, you know, we might be talking. So, uh, that's, uh, definitely some, some interesting news. We'll keep, uh, we'll keep on top of, and we'll see what that minimum games played for, um, candidacy of the, of the awards looks like, um, John Morant. Um, I hope you guys all watched this interview and it's making its rounds on social media, but obviously this is a very candid interview and, um, it sounds like John Morant, uh, is very apologetic and, uh, he doesn't want this to, um, you know, be an issue moving forward. And he said it wasn't his gun that he was flashing on the club and he said it was a massive mistake. Um, I mean, he did sound candid during the interview and it sounded like, uh, you know, a mature guy who made some mistakes. Um, and I think that that, I'm going to, you know, take it for what it is. And um, he has been served a eight-game suspension by the NBA um, for that uh, for that act. And, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's unfortunate. But the Memphis Grizzlies desperately need this guy back. He's, he's so electric. And, but it sounds like he's going to counseling. He's getting help breathing, doing breathing exercises, that anxiety and depression. And um, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the photos online, but... There's a uh, there's a strip club photo of John Morant and he's sitting there with a naked girl on his lap. Uh, I guess am I allowed to even? Anyway, um, there's a photo online of a girl that's nude and in a strip club, and there's fifty thousand dollars of ones. It's just you can't see any of the furniture. It's just money. And um, I think it was that night. That was the night that he was flashing the gun around. So obviously, it ended up in uh, in him blowing fifty thousand dollars on on strippers. Which I, I, it just uh, you know I've been to my share of peelers in my day, and it's not really a great investment. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine spending fifty thousand uh, dollars in one of those places. But nevertheless, John Morant is going to be serving an eight game suspension, actually time served. So it's probably four four more games, um, and he'll join back with the team. Uh, but like I said, it sounded candid. It sounded, um, you know, mature. It's, it, it sounded like he was in a good place. Um, so John Morant uh, is, uh, is is making his way back, and, and we'll see him soon. Um, the Nuggets. The Nuggets are kind of in, in a bad place right now. They've lost four in a row. They just lost to the Toronto Raptors uh, in Toronto. And it, uh, it, it looks like this might be a little window for Joel Embiid. I mean, Joel Embiid's kind of storming into uh, into the MVP 
chatter in a heavy way. Not that he's been out of it, but it did sound like for a long time that it was kind of like people were leaning. Um, uh, I, I, I don't know why I'm thinking Novak Djokovic right now, but it's uh, Nikolai Jokic who people were leaning uh, for the MVP uh, in the NBA. But it sounds like Joel Embiid's making a push. Um, he's averaging 33 and a half points per game this season. Um, there's only been, there's only one active player in the league right now that's averaged more than that in a season. And it's his teammate, James Harden, who's done that twice. Um, so it sounds like Embiid is really in the mix right now, um, to, uh, to chase down, um, Nikolai Jokic. And I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, the Nuggets need to turn, the Nuggets need to turn it around. Um, but, uh, but no, that's going to be an exciting race. That's, I mean, in terms of regular season rewards, that's, that's a big one, uh, for the NBA players. And, um, that'll be, you know, be something we will watch and, and kind of, you know, that's, those are definitely some box scores I'm checking every morning and seeing how, uh, Jokic and, and Embiid played. Uh, just finally, before we move into the NHL, the Minnesota Timberwolves are getting Carl uh, Anthony Towns back. He's been out with a calf injury, calf strain, uh, since late November. Uh, but whenever I hear Carl Anthony Towns name, I mean, I think about COVID-19 and how hard that was on everybody. You know, COVID was so shitty and it still feels like it, you know, it's not too, too long ago in the distant rear view, but Carl Anthony Towns lost not only his mom, to COVID-19 in April of 2020, which is just heartbreaking. Seven other family members died of COVID from Carl Anthony Towns family. Just absolutely outrageous. So I'm excited for Carl Anthony Towns to get back in the mix. Uh, I'm a, I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves guy. Uh, I, I like the Timberwolves. I like Anthony Edwards. Um, you know, obviously the villain from hustle with Adam Sandler. He, he's just a monster. I'm not a huge Rudy Gobert guy, but I can get behind that. He's on the Timberwolves now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 is that a team that could make some noise come, come postseason? Well, we'll see. They're, uh, they're a game back with the golden state warriors for sixth place. But yeah, like I said, I'm a Timberwolves guy. So, um, I'm excited for Carl Anthony Towns to get back because, you know, obviously when he's in the lineup, uh, him and Rudy on the court, that's, that's a big duo. That's a that, that's a that's a that's a that's a handful uh, in the front court. So uh, we'll continue to monitor the NBA, the monitor of the NBA, folks. We we've got we're really on the home stretch here as the jockeying for position uh, positions goes, uh, heading into the playoffs and, and obviously March Madness. Let's do one more check in on these March Madness scores before we move on. Um, Virginia absolutely pumping the wheels off Furman early in the game, and it looks like West Virginia's in a in a in an absolute bloodbath of a. It's going to be a, a dog game. It's 26-24. That's going to be a fun game to watch. So, um, But yeah, we'll move on into the NHL. And like I said, the general manager meetings going, are going on right now uh, in Florida. It sounds like they, I mean, these guys, always, the, the GM meetings, the board meetings and all of these, uh, they go on. They just go to these just probably these five-star resorts and just have at her meetings during the day. And I'm sure they get absolutely buckled afterwards. Um, but yeah, so it sounds like you know, there, there was some there was some vocal uproar from the players at the all-star weekend this year uh talking about that the 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 playoff format and talking about how you know the three and three from each um division in the uh conference make it on and then the two wild card races uh it sounded like they wanted just one v8 and Sidney crosby was the guy who was vocal about it and some other guys hopped on um talking about it in the media um but Gary Bettman sounded like, you know, we're not, we're not changing. 
Um, you know, this is the format. We like it. And uh, this is how it's going to be. So uh, that the playoff format in the NHL won't be changing anytime soon, or at least for another year. Um, and just some other news, I guess uh, they're looking into reviewing high stick penalties. Uh, is something that I've garnered from uh, listening to Chris Johnson, uh, NHL uh, analyst from uh, TSN. Uh, so I guess... Obviously, we all know it's actually one of the funniest penalty rules in, in, in sports is that when a player in the National Hockey League takes a high stick, it's a two-minute penalty. But if there's blood, it's a four-minute penalty, which is is just hilarious. Um, but uh, so they're going to be able to review how, especially to when it's a four-minute, how the high stick infraction occurred because there's been some times where a teammate of a player has lifted uh, an opponent's stick and the opponent's stick has hit uh, a guy in the face and just, there's just, obviously there's just a multitude of ways a stick can hit someone in the face. So they're going to be able to review that. It sounds like, um, I, I'm sure that there's a lot more on the agenda, but I haven't heard, um, you know, what the totality of the general manager meetings and what you know changes we should ex- expect. But two for sure is that teams will be reviewing high stick penalties. I think come playoff time, they'll be able to have a challenge uh, for the reviewing high sticks. And uh, the same playoff format will definitely be intact um, for next year. Um, I, as I talk about the GM meetings in Florida, I, I watched the the Sandbagger Invitational, which is obviously a massive hockey podcast with Spitting Chicklets. Uh, they do this. Uh, Ryan Whitney and Paul Biznasty um, do this. Do a podcast. Uh, or sorry, do a, a golf 2v2 and it's a, it's a best ball and, and it's and it's match play. And they took on David Pasternak and, and um, Kevin Fiala. And uh, my little brother and I sat down last night. We were watching a little bit. And um, they were doing birdie juice shots with Pink Whitney. And there was four birdies made in the first six holes. And they had a shot of Pink Whitney, like one of those little shot bottles that you can get at the front of the liquor store. I forget what they're called. Um, but four of those in six holes and they were also drinking beers and like sipping on vodkas in their car. It's like these guys got full on liquor during it. I couldn't believe it. And the day after they had the skills competition, then the day after that they had the, um, the NHL, uh, all-star game. Uh, but, but Pasternak and Fiala were all four absolute beauty. So if you haven't seen that, you should go watch that on YouTube. It's a long episode, but you can kind of skip through it, but they're getting hammered in it i couldn't believe it just great guys uh and and just even last night too i was watching um tnt the tnt broadcast and that was uh toronto versus colorado an amazing game two one win for colorado in overtime uh but paul business he's just he's one of my favorite members of the media and it's just i think it's because he's just he just doesn't give a shit and he tells you what he thinks he 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 doesn't care about the cancel culture of society that's evident by listening to their podcast and just the way he he talks on uh on TNT and in the late game last night on TNT, Paul Biznasty and Ryan Reeves are going at it and they were chirping each other's uh, Biznasty were chirping his hairline and they were chirping each other's kind of body physique. And it's just, that's how hockey players interact with one another. And, and it, it's refreshing to see. And, and obviously he's a megastar now in the sports media and for good reason, because that guy has got a great personality and he's just a, he's a, he's a fellow that just really has got ADHD. He's got energy through the roof and he doesn't give the flying fuck about what anybody has to say uh, or anybody that, uh, that doesn't agree with, uh, with his humor. And, and I, and I love it and I wish uh, I could be more like that, but um, but yeah, that's just, uh, so the GM meetings and that's, that was totally, um, off the, uh, off the radar and off the, uh, off the outline, but, uh, just a couple side notes there, uh, with the TNT biz nasty and, and, uh, and, and yeah, the, uh, 
the the sandbagger invitation you should go watch if you haven't watched that but uh, interesting story here so uh obviously we talked about how chuck fletcher was fired as the general manager for the philadelphia flyers and that daniel Breer was going to take over uh well daniel Breer's son um a college hockey player i forget the college name but was at a bar last weekend and there was like listen to this fucking sh- listen to this so daniel Breer's son was at a bar and it was a big stairwell, kind of a double stairwell, you know, those wide stairs going down to a set of bathrooms. And there was a there was a lady or or a young woman who was at the bar in a wheelchair, and the wheelchair was parked at the top of the stairs, and she had to get carried down to the bathroom. This is the more I think about this, this is so fucking ridiculous that this happened. Daniel Breer's son came up from the washroom with a buddy of his, he's goofing off at them. And they shoved the wheelchair down the set of stairs. So, I mean, that's so disgusting. Like, what? I mean, my heart is broken, honestly, thinking about that 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 young woman who who has to come out of the washroom and hopefully the wheelchair wasn't, you know, damaged. It was a big flight of stairs. But this is just as your father's been hired as a Philadelphia Flyers uh, general manager. He's probably walked through life, you know, being a... Anyway, I it, it's just it, it pisses me off so much when when people of that uh, you know status in life who haven't had to do anything for anything you know it's it's really all been handed to them and they're treating people like that is just fucking disgusting. So um, Daniel Breer uh, talked about it in the media. Obviously, he had to address it. And he said his son was sorry, and you know it goes against all the values that uh, you know he anyway all the things that his dad would say. But it's just it's embarrassing uh, for everyone involved. You can watch that video online; it's circulating. Uh, but I feel awful uh, for the girl because you know clearly you know when there's a when there's someone in a wheelchair at a bar, I mean they probably stand out. I mean, there's not too many of them and they're probably just enjoying it. They probably got invited out by, uh, you know, crew and they're probably extremely nervous, extremely uncomfortable, uh, going to a bar, a college bar in general. And then for someone to do that, like, anyway, it just, it, it really irritates me that that went down, but, uh, obviously we'll move on. Uh, the Carolina hurricanes take a massive blow. Uh, their star forward, Andre Shvechnikov, torn ACL done for the season. And this is a this is a team that, that was kind of quiet at the deadline. I mean, we look and they acquired Jesse Pugliarvi, who struggled mightily in Edmonton through his first few years of his career. Um, they acquired Shane Gostiff Sparrow, which I think was a, a nice pickup. When I watched Arizona and even in the past Philadelphia, I like he's got a lot of nice offensive upside. I do like Shane Gostiff Sparrow as a pickup for them. Um but gosh, yeah, losing Andre Shvechnikov is going to be tough. He plays a nice playoff game, too. He's a big boy. I mean, we all remember last year, he knocked out Hampus Lindholm, took him out of the playoffs uh, with a huge hit behind the net. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they fill in that uh, that 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 role for, for Andre Shvechnikov. Uh, because he's a tremendous talent, and and um, yeah, I mean, like I said, they I mean they weren't very active at the deadline. That might be a mistake. Uh, looking back, Jonathan Quick remains undefeated. He's now four and zero with the uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. And something I'm praying for is I would love to see a Vegas Los Angeles Kings first round. That would be so amazing. The content would be amazing, and I think Jonathan Quick would be so fired up for that. Um, it, I mean, the, the Western Conference is still in such a battle. There's teams with more games played. You got Colorado starting to hum along. They've won three straight. So we're going to sit tight and see how all the chips fall in the West. 
I know in the Eastern Conference, we've got a lot of the series set, and it looks like the Pens and Islanders are starting to pull away. I got the Panthers, actually. They're three games in hand on, on uh, the Pens and Islanders, and they're five points back. So if they get hot, um, you know, they might go on a little run here. Uh, just finally, too, before we move into the NFL, uh, Jordan Biddington. Whoever the referee was, and I'm sure you guys have all seen this, Jordan Pennington, we all know, he's the goaltender for the St. Louis uh, Blues. He's the he's the biggest hothead of a goaltender I've ever seen in my entire life. Thinks he's tough as nails. He he goes into scrums, he's looking for fights, he chirps people, he chirps the benches, he swings his stick. He's like a he's a full on lunatic in between the pipes. And there's no one really even close to how fiery he is in terms of goaltenders in the NHL. Uh, but last night he goes and he um, they're playing the Minnesota Wild, uh, the uh, the St. Louis Blues and. I think it was Ryan Hartman skated through the crease after a goal and kind of like he doesn't he doesn't hit him, but he, he his skate catches his pad, spins him around. He gets up and he goes and blockers him in the celebration. A uh, huge scrum in, in, ensues, and it was a greasy punch. I mean, we all know blocker punches are pretty greasy. Um, and then Mark Andre Fleury says, "Fuck that!" He skates the ice and he wants to fight him. He wants to give him the fight. And Marc-Andre Fleury, what a weapon for doing this. I love that he went down the ice and love that he tried to fight him. But the linesman didn't let them go. I, I can't believe he, uh, the linesman didn't let them go. It was, I, it was like we've been waiting for Jordan Pennington to fight and get his ass kicked for... I mean, he's not going to learn. He's not going to stop his antics until somebody absolutely feeds it to him, feeds him his lunch. So uh, if you haven't checked out that highlight, go check it out. I'm going to make a video on it. I, I just can't believe that referee did that. You know, it's it, everybody wants to see Jordan Pennington finally fight because he's been asking for it for the last five seasons. Uh, but anyway, all right, folks, we're going to move into the NFL because the free, the free agency period has been absolutely outrageous and uh and it's not done um but uh they're the kings of content over at the nfl um but uh, i think we should start off by saying that aaron Rodgers, longtime quarterback of the green bay packers 39 years old turning 40 in december is going to be going to the new york jets but this hasn't been this hasn't been established this isn't in stone yet because obviously there needs to be a trade and I think right now the Green Bay Packers are asking for a boatload in return um, for for Aaron Rodgers, like two first-round picks. So that, I mean, hasn't happened yet. Um, is it going to be imminent? Well, we all know he's going there. Um, it's just a matter of, of um, you know, just two parties working out a deal. So, so Aaron Rodgers will be joining the AFC East with Josh Allen, Tua, and Mac Jones. So... That's going to be interesting. I mean, for a guy that's walked through the NFC North his entire career, I don't think he's going to have that easy of a uh, of a walkthrough with uh, with Miami, Buffalo, and uh, and New England. So that's, I mean, obviously huge news. Um, and just some other quarterbacks that are uh, moving homes. Jacoby Brissett goes from the Browns to Commanders uh, on a one-year $8 million deal. Taylor Heineke leaves the Commanders to go to the Falcons. Uh, two years, um, fourteen million. So it was two years, seven per. Uh, Andy Dalton heading to Carolina on a uh, on a on a two year, ten million dollar deal. Jared Stidham goes from the Raiders. Obviously, we remember him starting for the Raiders at the end of the season. Uh, former New England Patriot. Uh, he's heading to the Broncos. Sam Darnold heading to the 49ers on a one year, four and a half million dollar deal. So he'll get in the in the mix down there with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Is Tom Brady's successor in Tampa Bay? So uh, he's going there on a one-year, four million dollar deal. Mike White heading to the Miami Dolphins on a two-year, eight million dollar deal. Who would have thought that Baker Mayfield, Mike White, would be making the same amount of money? Uh, Case Keenum goes from the Bills back up to the Texans back up. 
PJ Walker head to the Bears. So a lot of quarterbacks uh, moving moving houses. Um, but we'll just we'll kind of go through each position and talk about some big names um, that uh, that are going. So Miles Sanders, uh, former Philadelphia Eagle, heading to the Panthers on a four year, twenty five million dollar deal, six point two five per year. Miles Sanders, uh, good running back. I don't, I don't want to say great, but definitely a good running back. Um, and uh, and the Panthers get a good one there. Um, that will uh, that will be uh, big for their fan base who lost Christian McCaffrey last year. David Montgomery uh, going to the Detroit Lions on a three-year, $18 million deal. So I like Monty. Monty can run the ball. Uh, he's a good running back. He sometimes goes a little under the radar. He's a good player uh, in Buffalo and, or in, uh, in heading to Detroit. And then obviously remember Jamal Williams had a great year last year for the Lions. A lot of touchdowns. I don't know how many off the top of my head, but... Uh, Jamal Williams heading to the Saints on a three-year deal. Uh, James Robinson heading to the Patriots. I'm not sure how. I think he was banged up last year, but he had a couple good years with uh, Jacksonville prior to last year. Samanje Parine, the backup running back for the Bengals, heading to the Broncos. Uh, This is an interesting one here, guys. Alexander Madison staying with the Vikings on a two-year, $3.5 million per. I thought that would be a guy that might attract some uh, bit a bit more of a market than staying in the Vikings organization. He's a guy when Dalvin Cook's banged up, he can... He can get it done. Like I, I like Alexander Mattinson. He's a guy that I've taken in, in fantasy before. Uh, I think a couple of years ago, and, and like when when uh, wow, Furman stormed back. But uh, when he's uh, when uh, when Dalvin Cook is is banged up, he's a guy that can come in and be serviceable for sure. Uh, just wide receivers. Uh, DJ Moore, obviously, we already know that he was traded to the Bears. Alan Lazard heading to the Jets to join his former quarterback Aaron Rodgers. So they'll reunite. Uh, interesting one here. So the Patriots decide to move on from Jacoby Myers. Jacoby Myers signs for a three-year, $33 million deal uh, with the Raiders. And Juju Smith-Schuster uh, goes to the Patriots on a three-year, $25 million deal, $25.5 million deal. So Juju to, Juju to the Patriots, Jacoby to the Raiders. Um, I, I don't know how I feel about it. I was a Jacoby guy. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm a big Jacoby Myers guy. Um, he a uh, great road runner. Um Made a lot of great catches, and and uh, for a guy, it's 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 it hasn't had you know the same quarterback over the last few years. But you know we're gonna look at Juju Smith-Schuster, who, who probably has. I've been reading he's got more of a of a yards after catch upside. But anyway, uh, we got Robert Woods heading to the Titans, and um, or Robert Woods heading to the Texans, and uh, Noah Brown leaving the Cowboys to the Texans. So. There's going to be some more news, some more headlining news in the wide receiver department, but uh, Hayden Hurst, tight end, leaving the Bengals ahead of the Panthers. Uh, but it's just been wild. A lot of teams stacking up on O-linemen. We'll look at the Broncos, and uh, they've signed uh, Ben Powers uh, from the Ravens and uh, and Mike McGlinchey uh, from the uh, 49ers, and they're stacking up on their O-line. I mean, they've spent a lot of money, over $100 million on, a low mi- on O-linemen. Uh, the Jags. So, I mean, just teams with, with very good quarterbacks, um, you know, addressing the O-line position. Uh, Orlando Brown, stud for the Chiefs, heading to the Bengals. Um, so, I don't know how Chiefs fans are feeling about that. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been absolutely wild. I won't get into the defense um, because we still have some more to talk about. Um, but it's been it's been just absolutely insane. Uh, I did I think I talked about Jalen Ramsey heading to the Dolphins, another you know huge pickup for them. Uh, Jesse Bates, the actually I will address this. The Bengals last year, their two safeties, Jesse Bates, Von Bell, phenomenal players, both leaving in free agency, both heading to the NFC South. Jesse Bates will be joining the Falcons. $16 million per year. That's how good this Jesse Bates guy is. Phenomenal. Von Bell getting seven and a half per season with the Panthers. 
Um, it's going to be interesting to see what the Bengals do there to replace those two studs. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's an absolute bloodbath worth, uh, with news right now in the NFL. It's been extremely exciting. We'll continue to monitor the stories there. Just checking in. Furman has closed the gap. It's a 25, 22 point game there. Maryland's up by two points on West Virginia. Um, all right, folks, let's move into the final quarter here. we got some PGA Tour action this week, and that's worth looking into right now. Uh, obviously, it's the Valspar Championship down in Florida. Uh, Sam Burns won it the last two years. He's looking for three in a row. And he was off to a hot start the last time I checked, and it doesn't look like he's at the top of the leaderboard. So let's see what happened to Sammy Burns. Um, uh, he's finished. Okay, he's in the house at minus two. Not a bad round. Justin Thomas minus two. I'm kind of looking at the big guns. Jordan Spieth in the house at minus four, sitting at T2. So Jordan Spieth won this, uh, I forget, year 2017 potentially. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be a fun tournament this week. Uh, in one and done, I did take Tommy Fleetwood. I haven't checked out ownership. Uh, I know Sam Burns going to be extremely popular, but, um, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fun to watch. I know there's some inclement weather, uh, income incoming and, um, but we've got a lot of great golf around the corner. We've got a lot of great golf coming. Uh, we've got, uh, the, the match play next week. Obviously the defending champion, is uh is Scotty Shuffler and they do it kind of like the March Madness. There's 64 players. Um actually there's I forget how many players there are. Nevertheless, golf is is in great shape right now, but the Valspar Championship will be will be watching closely. Um what else do I got here for quarter four? Sorry, I've been all over different tabs. Oh, UFC UFC two eighty six. Huge, huge, huge event this week. We've got the one eighty five belt fight with Usman and Edwards are fighting for the third time. We've got the return of Justin Gaethje. Um Justin Gaethje, uh, I think he was the last one to fight um, Habib, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but Justin Gaethje's last fight, he lost to Charles Oliveira, but he'll be fighting Rafael Fizev, who looks like an absolute lunatic, former kickboxer. So that's going to be an extremely exciting uh, fight, but going to be a great card nevertheless on Saturday night. So um, it's in London, England, so it should be a little earlier for us here on the East Coast. Um, and uh, that'll be a fun one to watch. And we've got Formula One this week, folks. The Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Uh, Max Verstappen dealing with a bit of a stomach bug, so maybe that gives us a little opening here. Obviously, he's a major favorite again this week. He won it last year. It's the third year being hosted this year in Saudi Arabia. Um, the last two winners were Max Verstappen last year. The year prior, prior to that, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I guess there was some controversy in last year's race with a crash going down and Verstappen with an, an illegal overtake and the caution. Not really sure how all that works, uh, but I'm looking at Charles Leclerc. Plus 1,800. Came second last year. Drives for Ferrari, I do believe. So we'll uh, we'll look into the Formula One and hopefully we can we can pick some winners in in that realm. Uh, but listen, folks, enjoy your weekends, enjoy your St. Patty's Day. I appreciate all you guys. Make sure you're following on social media. Make sure you're looking into the Taylor TaylorMade Driver draw. And even if you're not a golfer, if your dad's a golfer, or, you know, get in the mix there. Uh, but listen, folks, have a great weekend, and we'll catch you guys on Tuesday. That was a voice crack. <laughs>